listen, I'm going to do what I can with what I got, okay? That's all I can do. Because, baby, hoy, 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 hoy. is it like, it feels like it's January 43rd. <laughs> it's been a long couple of weeks. Hi, how are you? Oh my God, this is so exciting. Look at us being here together by the cackling and roaring fireplace. Mm, doesn't that feel good? Mm-hmm. Honestly, though, sorry about the delay. It's just been, yo, motherhood is kicking my motherfucking ass, right? It's kicking my ass. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. I would pretend as though everything's fine, but it's not. It's kicking my ass. Um, your favorite niece is walking now. And yeah, yeah, it's it's just, it. yeah, it's a lot of work. Listen, having a kid is a young person sport, okay? Like, let me just tell y'all the truth because honestly, I feel like so many of you bitches be having the truth about so many things. <sighs> Let's take a pin in it. All right, you're listening to an all new episode. I don't even know what episode number is this. What episode are we at? Because I rarely do I ever... No, um, we got to be like, (laughs) episode 176, Ah! 176 of these things, y'all, which is exciting for us. Look at us. Listen, and they said we wouldn't last and look at us lasting like a motherfucker, right? But okay, so you're tuned into an all new episode of a seat at the table podcast. Ba, 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 da, 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 da. All right. Now, you ever wonder why, like, why does it have to take for you to approach a certain place in your life before you get the jewels by happenstance, right? When you have people around you who have been through it, but they just don't talk about it. So for me, motherhood is like one of those things that like, I don't know if it's that people around me don't talk about it, or is it because I was so oblivious when I wasn't a mother that I wasn't asking the questions I didn't want to know. But I feel like that also goes for like being married, like, It's one of those things where I know a lot of people who are married and I don't know a lot of people who talk about being married. And I don't mean like being married like, oh, whatever. I mean, like really the nuts and bolts of it. Like, you know, how do you have sex with the same person all the time? What if you guys decide to not be in a monogamous relationship? What does that mean? You know, like how is communication? How did you guys broach the topic of money? And I feel like it's the same thing with parenting. Like, from the very start, you know, um, not buying things for babies that are just unnecessary bullshit. You know what I mean? Like you don't need a fucking playpen, a stroller, a high, and you don't need, like you need those things. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't feel like you need, like my baby has like a sound machine, a sound noise. We've never used it once ever. You know, she's got she's got toys that she's not interested in. You know, she'd much rather play with the garbage can. 
But if I don't have these toys, I'm a bad parent. Right. Um, I also recently just found out that my girl is scared of the vacuum. So it's been <clears throat> just a crazy week. Um, so what say you? What is going on with you? Um, I am definitely um, trying to get into some great habits for the year so far. Um, not just body, like going to the gym, which I have been um, going. And that's hard, you know, because I really just want to eat a pizza pie. And like just sit down and like drink champagne and smoke weed and just watch like bad TV. That's what I want to do. But um, it's so important for you to practice um, mind over body, you know, in every way. Um, You know, I just learned that every organ in my body is connected to my feet and my hands. And so just even the way that I treat my my feet, the way that I treat my hands, the way that I treat my body, you know, and it's a body's pleasure to want to work out, you know. I liken it to having like a car. You can't have a car and not put gas in it. You can't have a car and not, you know, wash it and take care of it. The the more that you don't take care of it, the quicker that you see its demise. And I think it's the same thing with your body. The more you don't take care of it, the quicker the demise seems to happen. So just trying to take the time to attend to my body. But not just my body, but my mind and my spirit. So I don't know what you guys have been doing. I remember a couple of years ago on the show, we started, we did the 21 day um, uh, Deepak Chopra challenge, which was awesome. And we've also done um, journaling with each other. And right now what I'm doing is actually doing daily um, daily devotionals, all based on abundance. And as opposed to doing uh, a 30 day, I'm taking them five to seven days at a time. Um, and I'm actually doing it through the Bible app, which is pretty awesome because you can find devotions based on subject matter, whether it is abundance or healing or parenting or anger or anxiety. You can find daily devotions, um, based on that. And, um, even if you don't feel like reading them, they will transcribe them and read them to you. So there really is no excuse for not getting into it. And <clears throat> what I find awesome about the devotional is that if you are not a Christian, um, there is, um, you can do the devotion without the scripture. And it could be read to you or you could read it yourself. Um, and what I love is um, getting up early in the morning before the sun is even up and really getting into my devotion and getting into some breathing. Um, Cause I'm not going to lie to you. Like the past couple of days have been um, manic, you know, like extreme highs and extreme lows. And I am somebody who knows that riding the middle 
is oftentimes not possible for me. You know what I mean? I'm either on an extreme high or an extreme low. And what I also know about myself is that I have the propensity of taking on other people's stuff, you know, and I, when I love you, my natural inclination is to want to solve for you right? Or want to help you or whatever that looks like. I just want to like get there and jump in there and just help you solve the problem or help you get rid of the problem. Or even if it's not a problem, even if it's something that takes planning or you just want to brainstorm, I love being in that capacity for people that I care about. But oftentimes I end up walking away feeling heavier than I came. And that's not... That is not the person that I'm looking at. It's not their fault. You know, it's it's me because I have to know my limits and I have to know how to replenish myself. So <clears throat> one thing that I do when I um, take on other people's stuff, I really realize that I have to have a moment where I <clears throat> walk away. And, you know, here's what I know. When you are in a space, because I think that this has happened to, and when I say this, I'm going to get into it. Slow your roll, okay? But um, a lot of times I think that um, we are all in ebb and flows on whether we are being a vessel that is being poured into or being a vessel that we are pouring out from. And I think that a lot of times people love being poured into. People love being loved on. People love having people stand 10 toes down for them, you know. But I think that one of the things that I realized is you have to be careful how you give to certain people because what they will get used to is your hand and not your heart. And then they start to get used to this kind of unequal balance in the relationship where you are the person who is constantly pouring out of and they are the vessel that's always being poured into. And that just becomes status quo for you guys' relationship. And what I also realize is that that's not a sustainable That's not a sustainable practice. And what I know for sure is that if you have people around you who love you, truly love you, they are going to, excuse excuse me, they are going to, though, make sure that, um, you know, in a very selfless way, that even if they are coming to you with their stuff, that there is room for you to absorb it. So, for example, I was talking to a friend and, you know, the balance between myself and this friend is always, to me, unequal, whether it is because of age difference or whatever. I just feel like the balance is always me pouring in and them being an an open vessel to the point that... um, you know, days will go by and we'll speak all the time and days will go by before they even ask me, like, how are you? 
you know, what's going on with you. And not the type of what's going on where like people ask you, but don't really want to stay around for the answer, but ask and they're really interested in the answer and they really look for it to be a volley between you and them. Um, Volley like in the game of tennis where it's like, I hit, you hit back. I hit, you hit back. And for by any chance that one of us has to walk away or one of us doesn't have the bandwidth for, you know, how deep it's getting, we at least have the communication to say so to one another. So anyways, um, because this is someone who often is the vessel to get poured into, as I started to talk to them about what's going on with me, because they asked, um, I realized that they had disengaged before I could even truly get out like kind of where I was. Excuse me. And, um, You know, I instantly had to ask, like, hey, do you have the bandwidth to really even get into me and what's going on with me? And, you know, instantly, in a very nice way, they basically said, no, I don't. You know what I mean? And for a little bit, I was like, ooh, ouch, you know, but I do have to respect boundaries. And so that's another thing that. even at 43 that I'm still working on in my life is boundaries. And so New Year oftentimes gives us a a starting place to work on those kind of things. You know, new new year, new me, (laughs) you know, but um, a new year oftentimes gives us a starting point for being able to hone in for stuff like that. So, um, I have a tendency of romanticizing um, people and their place in my life and boundaries. And I hate walking away. You know, if you are a longtime listener to the show, you know this about me. And I mean, we're friends. So, (laughs) okay, bitch. But I have a hard time walking away sometimes. And I think that that oftentimes makes for really loose boundaries between me and people. And I sometimes, you know, don't know the the difference between me taking the high road versus me stifling myself and not saying what I truly mean, you know, and that's a hard, that's a hard line to walk because you don't, you're old enough, (coughs) excuse me, to know that not everything fit to think is fit to say. And, you know, sometimes um, one of the things that I'm realizing as I get older is that um, boundaries are hard. Boundaries are hard for many, for a myriad of reasons. But um, one thing I oftentimes respect about males is... Um, their ability to have hard boundaries, especially when it comes to matters of the heart. I feel like men oftentimes just have hard boundaries and that it, it doesn't matter what they say or what they do. When they say that there's a hard boundary, they could do everything that is the antithesis of what they just said. But it'll always come back to this is my hard boundary. 
And so trying to create that safe space for myself, it's almost like I'm not only the parent to my actual daughter, but I'm also having to parent that part of me that is like, you know what, you deserve more. And the person looking at you is not going to give you more. It's up to you to decide that. And it's up to you to know when to walk away. You know, you got to know when to hold them and when to fold them and when to walk away. Um, but I think that anything, um, that is meant for you will always find you. So as far as I'm concerned, 2023 is getting off to a roaring start. You know what? Have y'all been in the gym? Like, what are, what are you doing for mind, body, and spirit? Right? Like, because I hope that you haven't just gotten the battery in your back and you're kind of moving mindlessly towards all these superficial goals, you know, like I hope that you because here's the thing. Here is the gag of all gags. You get older only to realize that the true currency that ever meant anything was time, not money, not like, you know, things, but your time who you give it to, how you spend it, how you how you spend that with yourself. You know, like so many times so much of what we do is filling up our time so that we don't have to deal with ourselves. Right? And when I, one of the devotions that I did this week talked about um, the idea and whether or not you're Christian, you've heard of the idea of when I was a man, I gave up childish things. You know, I changed the way that I spoke. I changed the way that I understood and I changed the way that I thought. Right. So I gave up childish things, which is a it's a Bible verse. But I think it's something that's super familiar to you, even if you aren't like um, a Bible aficionado. You know, the idea that when you become grown, you give up childish things. Right. And part of that for me is giving up the child in me that doesn't want to walk away from things because I have abandonment issues. You know, giving that up. And, you know, you think a lot of times that you will give up the childish things and then become grown. And unfortunately, it doesn't oftentimes happen like that in life. A lot of times what happens is time Time goes on and you become grown and you become an adult, you become a man or a woman and you realize, God, I still have a lot of infantile, you know, latent behaviors and thoughts about myself and I got to do something about them. So that is kind of where I am in the first, you know, 18 days of the year, but nonetheless, exciting. Um, So you guys... <clears throat> so much to discuss. Um, first of all, it's award season. So Abbott Elementary, Cheryl Lee Ralph, Quinta Bronson, um, all the whole team, they're just eating up the the award season and I'm so excited for them and and I'm really happy about um that show because it is a show that is showing us so much truth about our everyday lives as it pertains to our public education system and what it is lacking and the people who are behind the scenes who mean so much to 
um, our kids' education and the fact that these are people who have everyday lives and, you know, show up in the best possible way that they can for our kids, despite the conditions. And there is comedy that ensues around it. And I just love the show and I love what it stands for. And I um, am a huge Cheryl Lee Ralph um, fan. So to see all of this come about is amazing. So um, I think we just had the Critics Award this past week. Golden Globes was last week. Um, So yeah, Pretty Fly. Um, Speaking of Pretty Fly, a happy belated birthday goes out to two of my favorite Capricorns, Mary J. Blige and Lori Harvey. Now, Mary J. Blige celebrated her 50-something birthday here in New York City, star-studded affair where she looked absolutely fucking gorgeous, running circles around. Now, what's this trend that is happening where these younger people look older? What is that? <clears throat> I'm sorry, y'all. My throat. Ooh, no, it's not throat, babies, honey. I wish. It's just a little phlegm. Calm up, say, mama. Mother has not been getting it. And I'm a virgin again. Did you not know? I'm a virgin again, girl. Please, bitch. <laughs> Which is fine. It's fine. Everything is fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Because you know what? Here's what I know, bitch. Here's what I know. Okay, that when I bend it down real low for a real one, ha 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 ha, and ha, bitch, ha ha, yeah. Till then, I'll just be over here chased with my prayer cloth, amen. Um, but what is this trend where all these 20-somethings, 30-somethings look older than they should? And then all these older people are looking amazing. Like, what is happening? What is, and, and listen, it has nothing to do with style of dress. It has everything to do with just the face. And in many cases, the body a little bit, but more so the face where, like, the girls look, the girls look spin, spin cycle, coin up, washed. Why? But anyway, Mary looked amazing and um, she had the likes of, you know, people like Tamron Hall and Fat Joe and Angie Martinez and, you know, the people were there. The people were there. Um, what did you think of how she looked? You, It had to come across your feed because it was such a, um, she just looked great. Now, on the other hand, my girl, my our good, 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 good dating shaman, Lori V. Harvey. Um, now, Lori Harvey just recently celebrated her 26th birthday out in Los Angeles, and she also had a boyfriend reveal. Mm. Ooh, la la. Yes, girl. So, Lori Harvey is now dating... Da- Damson, is that his name? Damson Idris? Damson, Damson. That's a that's a name. Damson Idris, who um is he on he's on that show. Not Snowfall. Yes, 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 yes. Now the internet was all a buzz because of the news of Lori having a new boo. But I she's 26 years old, you guys. Like 
<laughs> all right, let's just dive into it. We'll get the facts out and then we'll get the opinion out. First of all, <clears throat> Lori's 26. And as far as we know, we have seen her, we have seen her in images. We have, we do not know anything about her dating status, but we have seen her in images. Only person that I know for sure that she's dated is Michael B. Jordan because she said so. And then, um, the Dupre, 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 the, 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 I believe race car driver. She was at one point engaged to him. Um, and I believe that the rumor is, is that he is dating, uh, Chloe, Chloe, maybe anyways. Um, so those are the only two people I've ever known that she has been actually linked with. Now, everybody else, future, um, you know, Justin Combs, Sean Love Combs, P. Diddy Combs, um, uh, I don't know, whoever else. I mean, the girls, the, the laundry list of <clears throat> people that the girls have been saying that um, Lori has dated is um, pretty... It's it's extensive. It's extensive. But again, um here's what I'll say. Um you know, a lot of people um I think a lot of people have well, first of all, before we even get into a lot of people, let's get into Meek Mill. So, Meek Mill then tweeted after the boyfriend reveal came out meek mill then tweeted um a statement where he said y'all just let that gal fuck anybody with a slide emoji (sighs) okay 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 um, and they said that she dated Boo, um, Akon's brother who dated Tracy Ellis Ross at some point. Um, you know, whatever, future, Diddy, uh Trey Songs, um, Lewis Hamilton. Um I mean the list goes on, but the fact of the matter is she's 26 and she's gorgeous. And I think that that was Meek, you have a lot of fucking nerve commenting about like I think that it's just crazy for men to comment about um women dating. I was having a conversation with a male friend of mine and he was disgusted by Lori and the news of her dating um, Damson. And I think he, you know, like most niggas made the quote, like, damn, son, you know, whatever. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that it it struck me to be quite interesting how many men, how many straight men um, seem to be bothered by the fact that Lori is, dating. And even if you want to make the claim that she's promiscuous, you know, Meek Mill was the same person who rapped about her in a song, you know? Um, so are you upset that she is, and the fact that he would make this innuendo that like, she has to be given permission 
to have a sexual relationship with someone. She's 26 years old. Oh, y'all just let that gal fuck anybody. Like, I just think it's kind of ridiculous. And I think that like men policing pussy is, is, it's crazy because women can't police. See, and this is what I mean, full circle moment about boundaries and the way that hetero men put up boundaries regarding matters of the heart or matters of the opposite sex. Hetero men can very easily say, well, listen, I have this idea about women and I don't think it's right that she should be doing this. However, if you look at the skeleton of the stole rattled me bones in my closet, bitch, it's a whole graveyard of bitches falling out that bitch. You know, like if your dick could talk, the shit would have a wild echo with the amount of fucking names that have been there. Y'all got to stop. Y'all got to stop. You a man put away childish things. You know, so what she's letting niggas slap, allegedly. So what? The best part about it is she never speaks about it. And I think now y'all have a problem either which way. Y'all have a problem for the thirsty bitches who um, clout chase and fuck y'all and then put every all y'all business out there on front street. Oh, she's a problem. Y'all got a problem with the girl who is doing her thing but doesn't say shit about it. She's a problem. Who's not a problem? Who is not a problem? I swear to God, y'all just want bitches to be mute and that's it. Y'all have a problem with the bitches who do they body. Y'all have a problem with the bitches that don't do they body. Y'all have a problem with the bitches that do their hair. Y'all have a problem with the bitches that don't do their hair. Y'all have a problem with the bitches that's black. Y'all got a problem with the bitches that's light. Y'all got a problem with the bitches that's fucking exotic. Y'all just, y'all just have a problem. I, I just don't know anymore. It's really giving like, it's giving sick. It's giving sociopath. It's giving you're a problem. But that's just me. Get over the Lori Harvey thing, babe. It's not even like crazy. You know what is crazy? So Kanye West is married, but not really married. So that seems to be the, um, the story that didn't take. Isn't that funny? Every time... Um, something is about to happen in the Kardashian world. Um, Kanye also has like a counter story to it. So just recently, um, Chicago West celebrated her, I think, fifth birthday. And I think around the same time it was announced that Kanye um, married, and I put that in air quotes, a former architect of the Yeezy brand, someone that he's been around. And also, might I say, Kim Kardashian doppelganger. Now, it's no coincidence that Kanye continues to date down to women that look vaguely like Kim. But that's not really saying much because even bitches that don't look like Kim look like Kim nowadays. You know, lip fillers and ass done and small waist and long hair and, you know, the ubiquitous like Balenciaga or whatever on, you know, everybody looks like everybody nowadays because that's what's popular. Everybody wants to stand out by standing in. So saying that this woman is Kim's doppelganger doesn't really do much. But what is interesting to me is it was announced that he got married, but it was in a civil ceremony that is not legal. Okay, so you didn't get married. 
And then it was said that the marriage was supposed to be hush-hush. It was a private wedding ceremony. So if it's private, then why the fuck do we all have to know about it? See, see, see. Hmm. Have any of y'all checked out Iggy Azalea's um, OnlyFans page? I know a lot of y'all niggas have. I'm so sick of y'all niggas. I really am. Oh, black man, how you have forsaken thee. But yes, um, so apparently uh, Iggy Azalea, she said, you know what? If I can't make it pop on the music side, I'm going to pop that thing. Pop, pop, pop that thing. I'm going to show you how to make it dancing. Huh? Just like that. That's how I picture Iggy Azalea to be doing it. So she is over here on OnlyFans and um, she apparently made over 300 and something thousand dollars in her first day on OnlyFans. I'm not looking because it's the same shit. Like I just saw something the other day where a man was a woman was like, God, you know, guys don't even appreciate lingerie. So on Twitter. And so guys started answering back and they were like, well, bitch, why should I appreciate lingerie when you bitches got that shit all over Instagram, you wear it to the club, you wear it to brunch, you wear it with Air Force Ones, you wear it with jeans, you wear it with pants, you wear it, you wear it everywhere. There is nothing special about lingerie anymore. I hate to sound like old time religion, but I just, I do kind of miss the days where some things were left to the imagination a little bit, a little tiny bit, like just a tiny bit, you know? I guess we're not doing that no more, but I'm just saying it's it's a, a a little a little a little bit, but nonetheless, here we are. Um, so are we gonna talk about this guy? Um, because <laughs> all right, y'all. So I think his name is his name. Mark Santos is that his name this new guy from um from Long Island who honestly is uh <laughs> a menace um so this guy who has been I guess he was voted to um <clears throat> voted into the house um and um there has been quite a bit of lies that have come up his way um the girls are upset because um congressman George Santos lied about where his mama was from um lied about his mom being in 9-11 in the towers um his mom wasn't even in the country he lied about going to Baruch College on a scholarship he had he's just a liar and um you know even though he's come under uh extreme scrutiny for these lies He's also been given like house assignments and and et cetera. So it doesn't look like he's going to be brought in front of the committee regarding these lies, even though people within his own um, 
within his own municipality in um, Long Island are calling for uh, a relook at his um, campaign finances, as well as how he has arrived to to this this place. Now, if you've been under a rock, um, you basically have missed the whole thing with George Santos. Now, here's the here's the wild thing with George Santos, right? Is that um I think that you know a lot of what we see happening around us is not um is not an accident. George Santos was given millions, uh, quite a bit of dollars behind his campaign. And it is now being alleged that he acquired the financing for his campaign through um, some unscrupulous ways. Um, there are um, statutes regarding how how you can procure your finances to help you run your campaign. And they must be given to you by public um, domains so that you can see where the money's coming from. Now, let's also get into the fact that when he was sworn in, he did throw up an Aryan um, white power symbol. So, uh, of course, if you're putting two two and two together, you're going to make the alleged um, you're going to make the alleged note that. Perhaps he's being financed by um, white power group or some something of that nature. Now, he's also being um, sued um, by a um, and looking to be extradited by the company, by the um, country Brazil. Um, now, a drag queen um Eula Rochard who allegedly was friends with Santos when he lived in Rio said that she and her friends um knew um George by the name Katara at any rate um George apparently embezzled some money out there from the girls and so now the brazilian girls are looking for him listen don't sleep on any of these stories i know that there's a lot going on and there is a myriad of reasons for why we should not give a fuck about a lot of what is going on but i will say this i think that this george santos story should not be <clears throat> should not be left unlooked at and I think that people are going to, um, I, I, listen, I think that at this point, the American political system is just a mockery and I'm just over it. You know what else I'm over? <sighs> so the Tennessee Police Department, they've got a little sex scandal going on. Oh, you didn't hear about this, bitch. So Tennessee um police department is having um having some problem a sca a scandale if you will. So um a police officer by the name of Megan Hall 
Um, she was basically investigated by police human resources, um, in the Laverne, Laverne police department, um, in Tennessee, um, for having several intimate affairs with some of her colleagues. And this included, but was not limited to on having these affairs while on the job. So the report basically goes into graphic detail about how Hall was sending nude photos to co-workers and having threesomes with married co-workers and participating in topless girls gone wild hot tub parties. Now, Megan Hall, who is a white woman, um, got down with five of the officers, majority black, <laughs> um, and they've all been fired. Now, um, three, well, five of the officers um, have been fired and then three more were suspended without pay for being involved. Um, and Hall, of course, she was also um, fired. But this, the reason why this gets even more crazy is that um, aside from them having um, sex at work, uh, the way that this even came about is that an anonymous tip was sent into the mayor bitch on December 12th of last year, which then launched the investigation. Now, um, the investigation was initially in, uh, addressed internally and then they brought counselors in and you know what have you um but this bitch was out here giving fellatio on at the work job at the bitch at the work job okay now um hall who her husband is also a uh, police, her husband is a cop in Tennessee as well. His name is Jedediah Hall and they've been married for four years and um, they were college sweethearts. He said that he is going to stick by her. Yeah, he said he's not leaving his wife after this. He's not. He is the son of a pastor. And he said, you know what? I signed up for better, for worse. And um, yeah, she was out here getting gang banged at work. But you know, now to these black men who risked it all, y'all need to see Megan. Y'all need to see Megan. Okay. <laughs> y'all niggas be risking it. Y'all, y'all be blowing it all away and when y'all see when i see what y'all throw it all away from i am aghast i'm aghast i i, I just i i can't i can't overstand it i can't i just I, I just it will forever be lost on me all right so last <clears throat> but certainly not least um so um your guy, TJ Holmes from Good Morning America, who has now gone on to a romantic relationship with his side piece co-worker, Amy Roebuck, they have decided that they are going to sue the network. Why, you ask? Well, they feel like they were not fired for having an affair, but they were 
fired because the affair was interracial and TJ is a black man. Now, TJ, 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 baby, while I'm sure that you're not the only one who had an affair up there at Channel 7 at ABC, I do know that, um, you know, this, oh God, I wish black men would get the picture. You know what I mean? So oftentimes, I think that when they are fighting for equality, I think so oftentimes the, the tie that binds black men and white women and other people of color, not black women, I think the tie that oftentimes binds them in this equality struggle is not that they want us all to be equal, but their search to be equal as white men. So oftentimes I believe that it's not that that um, black men are looking for equal rights for black people as a race. So they're in. So from that very foundation, it makes it hard for us to. Um, to achieve that a sense of equality because we are not on one accord as far as who is equal, right? I believe that most black hetero cisgendered men have an idea about who is equal to them, right? And I don't think that they see women, much less black women, as being equal to them, right? I think that their struggle oftentimes is them being equal to white men. Same thing with white women. This has been the bloodstained banner of feminism since the beginning of time. The misnomer that feminism is about white women wanting to fight for equal rights of all women. When feminism oftentimes to me has only spoken of the fact that white women have wanted to be equal to black, to white men, And so that's why oftentimes black men and white women make for interesting and strange bedfellows because they're often times looking for the same thing. They're looking for equality for with white men and they're not looking to bring black women with them. No, ew, gross. No. Well, TJ is out here suing ABC because he thinks that he has gotten fired because he is a black man having an affair with a white woman. No, you got fired because you had an affair and it became a distraction. And while your distraction was great for ratings, we will use you for what we want you for because you'll never be equal to that of a white man. Okay? Okay. Um, And I mean, I could go on and on about this because look at even the story regarding Andrew Tate. Now, if you missed this, Andrew Tate, um, I believe he's like uh, an owner of like, um, he has something to do in the kickboxing world, right? I'm not super familiar with him, but um, as far as I know, his dad is a black man who um and Andrew Tate is a former professional kickboxer um and I believe you know he's got his own things about his controversial commentary um in regards to um living an ultra masculine ultra luxurious as he says lifestyle um where he's also allegedly engaged in um lascivious acts with uh underaged 
um, women and have been involved allegedly in human trafficking out of Romania and organized crime, right? Okay, so he is a, for all intents and purposes, he presents as a white man who has a black father, right? And his father had been locked up in jail for most of his life. Now, Andrew, um, his father's name is Emery Tate. He was a international chess master who also happened to spend most of his life in jail. Um, Tate's mother um, took him and his brother and raised them in, um, and, uh, raised them, I believe in, um, over in, in, in Europe at any rate, um, Tate was seen on camera recently. Um, he was seen on camera having a fight with his wife. Um, and the fight got to the point where, um, Tate was seen fighting, slapping his wife, right? So, um, a lot of, uh, commentary that came, specifically commentary that came from black men, talked about um, how crazy it was to see the double standard that Andrew Tate would be in a club slapping the, f the fucking Mario coins out of his wife, you know, blasting her across the face like, like he's getting fucking Sonic coins for that shit. And um, no one basically said a thing about it. It was a, a, a story that came up and soon went away, you know, and a lot of black men, when you heard the commentary, a lot of it was, well, why isn't anybody saying anything? Why isn't this man being persecuted like that of uh, Chris Brown or like that of uh, Trey Songs or like that of um, uh, the gentleman who was playing for the uh, Baltimore Ravens and um, slapped the dog piss out of his wife in the elevator, right? A lot of black men wanted to know, like, why isn't this bigger news? And is it because Andrew Tate is white presenting? Um, and yes, it is. It is. He is high-powered and very... Um, wealthy and runs in circles where he is presenting as a white man and is um, enjoying some of the riches as living as a white man, despite the fact that he is, for all intents and purposes, black father, black, half black. I was even listening to one of my favorite podcasts and shout out to the Joe Button podcast, not loving what you guys have are doing with like bringing all these people on the show, hating it a lot. Um, get Queens Flip off of there. And I love Melissa Ford, but let's be honest. Um, if you're going to get a woman on the show, get a woman who's going to challenge the status quo and who's not going to be afraid to challenge you guys. And it already feels like, oh, I don't want to. But that's a whole nother story. Anyway, so I'm listening to the show when Joe's talking about Andrew Tate. And he's like, I, you know, that's fucked up. Why isn't anybody saying anything? And this, to me, goes back to the idea that white black men don't oftentimes seem to be speaking from a place of where they want equality for um, actions um, as it pertains to not just 
white men, but white women and other people of color, they want to be considered. They think that black women should often be, should always be considered in the same realm that they are. No, it is that black men want to understand why is it that they cannot commit the same, um, disgusting acts as white men and be seen with the same level of forgiveness because of their money and their power. Your money and your power is only there to get you things. White men's money and power is there to get them just that power, right? And you will never have the same amount of power as long as you see yourself as this person who is lesser, who has to be given power by the same people who you are jealous of their power. That's never going to work. Right. It's oftentimes to me, and I mean, we might as well just go ahead and set the table for what this is. To me, it's oftentimes where it seems like, um, you know, people are far more interested in showing up like everybody else, as opposed to showing up and recognizing the power that they have within themselves. You know, you're never... Let me tell you a little story. So I was dating someone and um, it felt like there was an uneven hand in the relationship, which oftentimes happens in a romantic relationship, especially the longer that you guys have been together. You'll see that there is an ebb and flow of who is the heavy and who's not the heavy. You know, um, to me, the best times that I've had in relationships where we just kind of were consistent through it out. But a lot of times it there is tumultuousness on who is the power and who is the passive. So who's the aggressor? Who's the passive? Who's the heavy? Who's not? And I always felt like, man, I am, I'm always the one doing the work. I'm always the one who is making the effort. I'm always the bigger person. I'm always the one who is keeping things afloat, keeping the conversation afloat, keeping the relationship afloat, keeping um, the way we feel about each other afloat. So I'm always the one who is, um, you know, oh, I I miss you or, oh, I want to be with you or all these things. It was always me. And I was always trying to understand why when I spoke to the other person about it, why they wouldn't like kind of relent a bit and give up some of that power so that we could have an equal and loving relationship, right? But one of the things that I was failing to realize was I am looking at the person who is in power to relinquish some of that power to me so that they are no longer in power. That's not something that's going to work. That's not a relationship that's going to sustain and that is not anything that you're going to be able to do. You're never going to be able to look at the other person who is in power and say to them, Hey, you've got some of this power in this relationship, whether it is power for true authentic power in the world where you can get away with things or whatever the case is. And, you know, I'm always holding things together. You've got the juice, you know, in the relationship. And I'm just over here riding the 70 30. I'm riding the 30 bus, you know, and I don't like it. Looking for someone else to give up, looking for the person who is empowered to give up some of the power to you so that you guys can be equal is a very childish way of thinking. It's never going to happen. So that's why 
full circle moment for someone like me who has a problem with walking away, you're never going to be, there's never going to be enough discussions to be had between you and the opposite party to say, you know what, now this feels good. It looks like we found the balance. Unless this is someone who really, really cares about you. And oftentimes, whether it is um, a romantic relationship or it is a relationship of racial dominance, it doesn't matter. You cannot look for someone in power who doesn't think of you to give you to relinquish some of their power so that you guys are becoming equals. That's just not the way it's going to work. So how do you regain back your power? You realize the fact that you cannot give up your agency. So for me, I had to stop and look at myself and say, God, look how much of your power you're willing to give away to someone else in order for them to give it back to you. Look how much of yourself you're willing to give away in order for someone to show up for you. You own your own agency. You own your own power. And it is... It is up for you to either give it away or hold on to it and stand tr- firm in what the, the boundaries surrounding your power is. No one's ever going to give that to you. You know, that is why it's called self-esteem and self-worth. It is for yourself. It is for you to define and for you to hold on to and for you to decide, hey, I'm not going to give up the agency for where I stand in order to 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 not even have a footing in this person's life or not even have a footing in this world. I have my own authentic power and I don't need anyone to give that to me. Listen, like I said, you got to know when to hold them and when to fold them and when to walk away. And that's a lesson that we've all got to learn. So as you delve a little deeper into 2023, hopefully you are finding the boundaries that help you live a more stable mental, spiritual, and physical life. I thank you guys so much for listening. Same time, same place, whatever that is. (laughs) You'll catch us on a pod network coming to you real soon. I love you guys for listening. Peace.